Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Tuesday morning. We are so glad you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen when out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream on a nasty, wet day. No better way to start it than with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House. Warm you up when these cold, rainy days, miserable out there. Make yourself feel a little bit better with a trip to Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends at College Corner want to remind you that national championship gear is still very much for sale at College Corner. There are two locations in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, followed by the Half Shell, and, of course, available at collegecornerstore.com. But if you're ready to change, turn the page to football, they've got you covered there, too. Whether you want to wear it, whether you want to put it on the car, whether you want to put it in your house, whether you want to have it at the tailgate, whatever it is you're looking to do, maroon and white, College Corner has an answer for you. The biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in Central Mississippi, that's at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a tremendous menu a unique menu the kind you won't find anywhere else your favorite southern classics turned into mexican favorites it's something you've never seen before if you haven't been there already make sure it is on your list to do when you get up to starkville uh this weekend or any weekend you're here for football a great location great patio handcrafted margaritas and fantastic food it's a good time waiting to happen at humble taco well robbie if we were taking a test yesterday i think we would have scored pretty well as far as laying out the depth chart for Mississippi State, they released a, an actual depth chart here on uh, on Monday. They did not, obviously, no press conference with Mike Leach with the weather situation. He will speak to the uh, media Tuesday night after practice, so we'll have to wait you know, for a while to process uh, what he's got to say there. But not a lot of surprises. I, if I had to pick the biggest one, it's that, we got something wrong. We have Austin Williams and Jaden Wally battling for the same position. That, I guess, if I, if I were going to pick a surprise, that's definitely it. And it's kind of a big one. Yeah, I mean, this whole time, I, I guess I, I felt like Williams was battling it out with Jameer Calvin, but um, it looks like it's going to be Austin Williams and Jaden Wally going back and forth here. I'm not sure um, if that's just uh, what they're doing on this depth chart or if that's that's the case uh, for Mississippi State. I mean, it, I, it looks like they're trying to get two, maybe the best receivers out on the field, possibly. Is that a possibility, you think? Well, there, there, there's something to that. My, my thought process is this. You have Austin Williams, who is the sort of the unquestioned leader of the team, maybe. Uh, you know, a guy they sent to the SEC media days. You know, has been at Mississippi State. Through, I mean, this is his third head coach. And then you have Wally, the unquestioned, I think, best offensive player, maybe outside of Charles Cross, certainly the best skill position guy. For me, if I'm Mississippi State, I want those guys on the field at the same time. I think they complement each other to a certain extent. So it's surprising to me to see them and you know to see sort of Calvin in there. I don't did Calvin even have an or uh, by his no name? no. So I no, mean he didn't. He's got that job, I guess, locked up or at least you know the starting portion of it. But there, then you see the or for Austin Williams and Jaden Wally. That to me is surprising. And I think coming into fall camp, you would say there's two constants in wide receiver that you know is going to be starting: Austin Williams and Jaden Wally. 
And now you have – those are the only two guys with an or bomb, which to me says I don't know how much we can put into this depth chart. But that's right. just me. Well, I mean, we talked about that yesterday, that, you know, it's not like Mike Leach sat down with a pen and paper and handed this to somebody and said, all right, here it is. You know, it, 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 the coaching staff probably has some input, but by and large, it's something that's made put together by the SIDs and the media, the media relations staff. Um, and so, you know, it, it sort of is sort of, you know, fill in the numbers. You know who these guys are going to be. Like I said, the, that, that's, that, that really is the only one. I mean, everything else is sort of the way we light, light, laid it out. Charles, the offensive line is exactly what we said. Those next three guys, I mean, Cole Smith is number two at two positions. Nick Jones, Cordavian Suggs, Albert Reese. Those are guys we've talked about. Suggs is a guy. I, I, I remember when Cordavian Suggs was signed, and it was a lot of, this is the left tackle of the future at Mississippi State. This is, Hevesy has finally got himself a top-tier tackle prospect. That obviously hasn't played out that way for him, but he to see him on the depth chart right now is good. Um, you mm-hmm. know, Heath and Griffin, just like you said yesterday, Polk and Ducking, just like you said yesterday, you know, Rufus Harvey's a guy I don't think we talked about yesterday, but he's, he's obviously, you know, right there on the depth chart behind Calvin. I expect him to get some reps. Wood Marks or Johnson, no surprise there. Yeah. I thought they might go ahead and just say Rogers and then Lovertich second, but if you want to put him second string, whatever, um, or you want to put the oar in there, I, I guess I can't, I can't complain too much, but offensively, only the one surprise, but it, like I said, it's kind of it's kind of one that uh, head scratcher is not the right word, but I am surprised to not see the guy who you know was clearly your top dog locked into a starting position, and then the other guy sort of figuring it out. That's just me, though. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not real sure I'm not real sure what the, what that's about because you know Wally from what we've seen had a had a fine camp. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything that call, that's a cause for concern. I just you, you don't know what goes behind these decisions to do this with Mike Leach. A lot of that is can be psychological to make sure that these guys don't get ahead of themselves or or you need, need a little bit of humble pie or something like that. You know, it, it's just it's obvious we're not going to be we're not going to be touting Will Rogers as the guy um, from Mike Leach's perspective. Right. It's obvious not, not he's not point anyway. It, He's just not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's going to continue that quarterback competition between those those two guys. I don't know what he's if he said anything to them at practice that Will Rogers is the guy or anything like that. I doubt it. I think he wants to maintain that competition all the way through because, like we've mentioned before, you want to keep Will Rogers on his toes. You want to keep Chance Lovertich on his toes. But uh, it's obvious that that guy is going to be running things for Mississippi State. And really, I think Marks and Johnson. I think Marks is. I think that is a legitimate, or yeah, I agree because with I think Marks is probably going to get more reps, but I don't think it's going to be that much more. I, I think both of those guys are going to be used similarly. I think they're both going to be used a lot for Mississippi State, and they've run a lot of two back sets with them too. So I, I think you'll even see them on the field at the same time a lot. One thing that we we talked about yesterday, Malik Heath is listed first team on this, so possible suspension. I mean, it's still out there, obviously, and we could get there on Saturday and they're letting us know, hey, he's not playing, but he's on the depth chart, as is Emmanuel Forbes, as is Demonte Russell. So possibly. I don't expect this thing, and I don't expect this depth chart to change much at all this year. I think the I no. think they just made this out. <laughs> this is no, gonna the, be the, the depth this, chart this all will year. be the, the depth chart. But I, I think even, you know, we talked about a little bit yesterday that even when there's injuries, sometimes they don't change the depth chart. 
So yeah. Now that being said, but, no Jordan Davis on this depth chart. So I guess we can confirm yeah. finally that he's not going to play. And and I think you know to Mississippi State's credit, I think this is a this is almost exactly what we said yesterday. So I think this is a very close depth chart from what they're going to put on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look you look through here and you see you know even all the way down to specialist Brandon Rees and, and Tucker Day, you feel like those guys are going to be your kicker and punter. Forbes Emerson on defense. I mean, the, you look you look through the defense and the offense, and it pretty much matches up with what we thought it was going to be. So I don't think they're pulling our leg on anything here. I, I think most of this is, is pretty accurate. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Defensively, I think we were 11 for 11 on naming the starters. Uh, did not have a miss there. In fact, basically – laid out the whole depth chart as as it's going to be, which, you know, speaks to, A, getting those inside looks into practice was very helpful to us uh, this year. But, B, I mean, this is just – these are the guys. You know, it's obvious who the top guys are uh, on this defense. Charlton, Young, Crumity, Wheat, Watson, Brule, Emerson, Duncan, Green, Peters, Forbes. In all honesty, that's a really good starting 11. If they can find some guys, you know, some backups – and, you know, I – Preston and Lawrence are guys who've played. Uh, Deshaun Page was a highly rated Juco. Jack Harris has played. Pickering has played. Pickering, very highly rated guy. Demonte Russell, you know, very highly rated guy from a couple of years ago. If a few of these guys can step up, this can be a not only just a top half, but a top five, top four SEC defense, I think. I agree. I mean, they were right around there last year for most of the season. And, I mean, they, they had these guys – that were no offense to to these players that have worked hard to get in this position, but there's like Zach Arnett says, there's a huge drop off between first team and second team. And in Mississippi State's case last year, it was like third team that was out there in, in some cases at you know some defensive line spots in the secondary as well. And now you got some legitimate talent out there, some guys that are legit first teamers. Mm-hmm. I think this defense has a chance to be really good this year. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that are coming up behind these players that in this scheme could be uh, really, really good because now they're recruiting players that really fit this scheme. Now, what that means if Zach Arnett leaves, I don't know. But he he seems to be really enjoying the culture here at Mississippi State and kind of, you know, what's been built over time at Mississippi State defensively. It it just looks like when when you watch them practice and you see them out there flying around, hard hitting, uh, big guys up front that can move. It just looks like a Mississippi State defense out there. It looks like the defenses that they've put out on the field that have challenged Alabama in the past, that have gotten Alabama off the field and teams like that, that have been able to kind of hold their own against some great teams in the SEC and that have eventually put those players in the NFL. I see NFL talent out there with, with some of these guys. I see a bunch of guys out there that I think could be playing in the league in a couple years. So this looks like a legitimate defense for Mississippi State. They need to stay healthy. But, yeah, as you mentioned, it, this one was pretty much chalk for us. Um, this is this is pretty much exactly what we thought it was going to be defensively. And I think that's Zach Arnett and, and Mike Leach saying, hey, th- these are our guys. We know who our first teamers are, and we're going to run with them. I think one name that sort of stands out, and he's not on the two deep, is, is London Kraft. This is a guy who started every game a year ago for Mississippi State. Now he's not in the two deep. 
that is a great sign for Mississippi State because Kraft was a walk-on last year. Now he had a, you know, he played hard and he made a lot of good plays for Mississippi State. But now you've got guys who've overtaken him. To me, that's a good sign. Do you do you agree? Absolutely. I think the same thing with CJ Morgan. I mean, we talked about how big it was to get him back this year. I mean, that was a starter two years ago in the secondary for Mississippi State. And now he's battling for second team reps. And um, that's no knock on him because he is a tremendous asset to this team, both from a playing standpoint, but also in the locker room. I mean, he is a guy you've heard him on the uh, on the field, making sure guys are in the right position. Um, he talks to players after plays when they make mistakes. He corrects them and shows them what they did wrong. So he's a, he's a player that he looks like a future coach. But right now he's having trouble getting on the field because of the talent that Mississippi State has out there. And I, I think they're going to have some battles in the secondary too. I think you have at the safety position you have a solid one through three in, at most of these positions. And I think that's a great spot to be. Now, cornerback's a totally different story that we talked about yesterday. There's just no depth there at all. I mean, you, you don't no feel comfortable. Depth. Yeah, for sure. You don't feel comfortable with anybody after those top two. So either those guys are going to have to step up or you're, you might have to have a, a safety move over to cornerback, which a lot of times isn't ideal. Yeah. Like, and Green is that guy for sure because he played corner before. He was a five star cornerback coming out of high school. But you're absolutely correct. You know, we've seen Asias Furge and we don't. You know, he, he's not – I don't know that he's an SEC-quality player. We haven't seen DeCameron Richardson. He's the guy that could step up and become, you know, a, a viable third corner. But they need somebody to do that for sure. On special teams, no, no surprise to see Brandon Ruiz as the kicker. Uh, no surprise to see Tulu Griffin returning kickoffs with, uh, with Jaquavius Marks as the second guy. Austin Williams – uh, over Emmanuel Forbes, obviously, you know, it's going to be the same situation where they value ball security over the big return. Can't really disagree with that. But where we were surprised is we here's a guy we don't, we've never known existed until this moment in time when we see the depth chart. And that's the or at the punter spot, Tucker Day or Archer Trafford. I have two things to say about Archer Trafford. One, his name is Archer Trafford. He sounds like he should be the president of Sigma Chi at Ole Miss. How did this guy become a punter at Mississippi State? Secondly, 6'2 and 240. As a punter, we sure we can't find him some spots at linebacker. <laughs> Archer Trafford. Is this, guy, of the is this guy real? Is this guy real? Could be the story I, of I th- the season. Yeah, I, I gotta see, I gotta see Archer Trafford. Um in person, 6'2", 240. This is like a guy I would create on NCAA football. Yeah. So his it's name the, the, is actually Hardy Trafford, which doesn't doesn't change my original statement about the Sigma Chi president. It's still two last names. Evidently, he is a world-class archer, so they call him Archer. Okay. A lot going on with this guy. I'm interested to meet him. Well, I don't even remember seeing this guy. I got to be honest with you. I went to like eight practices. Yeah. And I, and he's second team punter. Yeah. So, hey, well, he's got an oar. He could be the first team punter. Un- <laughs> so, oh, there's always man. something. I don't know. We, I'm, we, I, you know what? Robbie and I apologize for not keeping you up to date on this breaking story of the batter at p- battle for punter. But we didn't know. We didn't know. It, 
You know, I need Archer Trafford too to have like the the thick mustache from yes. like the night like the nineteen tens, nineteen twenties. Kurt Russell in Tombstone kind of yes. mustache on him, or maybe like, see maybe even thing. Sam Elliott. You know, it's like really thick. I might even I might even go for the handlebar coming underneath the helmet. Yeah, and it's just hanging underneath the, the face mask. Have you met the uh, the founder of Trafford Steel? In 1896, it was Archer Trafford. So there you go. Question on your history test. Good <laughs> luck to this guy. I'm, I'm pulling for him. All right, let's move on over to our first SEC picks of the year. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Remember, when you're looking for Welcome Home Beef products in Starkville, they are available at Val's Marketplace, but they're available all over their state. Chances are your local market might have them, but if they don't, well, you need to find out why. Call them immediately. And this weekend when you're ready to tailgate, Man, does welcome home beef products on the grill sound good. Pick up a tri-tip, a couple of ribeye steaks, whatever it is you're looking for. They've got you covered at Val's or wherever welcome home beef products are sold. That number for welcome home beef is 662-268-8148. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Man, that place is going to be buzzing this weekend. There's just no, there's just no way around that. When you come to Starkville, almost everybody's going to have Two Brothers on the list. And if you don't, well, you're really missing out. Great food, great people, and great times always are to be had when you go to Two Brothers. Hang out in the Cotton District. Hang out on the patio there. Hang out outside, and it's just a a place to be. Smoked Southern Soul Food at its finest in the Cotton District. That's at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems has a plan for your business. They have two plans, actually. They're going to offer you an incredible selection of technology, products, services, everything your business needs to operate with more profits and less problems. And then they're going to back everything they sell to you up with the kind of customer service you expect from your next door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is. They are your next door neighbor. They live in Mississippi, work in Mississippi, and play in Mississippi just like you. Put them to work for you and put 46 years of experience on your side. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. All right. Here are the rules of the pick'em. Very simple. We simply pick the winners. We don't worry about the spreads. SEC games only. We do not worry about Mississippi State. That game will never count in the standings. Winner gets to pick a restaurant. Loser pays for the meal. No questions asked. Get what you want. Except I don't pay. I, we don't pay for booze. You can, it's just food. You want to drink it up? That's on your tab. Robbie. Robbie. I'm going to char. We're going we're to go to we're going to Jackson. I think I think I think a Starkville. Yeah. I, I'm willing to go. To, I took Joel to Anthony's last year. That's sort of the that's that's the uh, the, the the driving distance. I'm willing to go. 15 okay. minutes. Okay. So you can pick Anthony. Well, you, you, yeah. You definitely have to set the ground rules here because you're going to be the one that's going to have to be doing paying the paying the dues here. Oh, he's so, so confident. I'm, the hubris. I'm just of saying. The- I don't, Pride cometh I don't lose the fall, these, my friend. All right. I don't lose these pickums because I don't get emotional, Brian. We also will not – I'm not going to do the confidence game thing we did last year. I couldn't keep up with it. It was a train wreck. So, just picking games here. And I promise you, Robbie, everybody listening will be far more emotionally involved with this than you and I. Just, just know from experience. Thursday night, we start the season off – Tennessee hosts Bowling Green, the start of the Josh Heupel slash Joe Milton era 
on Rocky Top. Who you got? If this wasn't the first game of the year, per se, Thursday night game or whatever, I wouldn't care at all about this game. But I'm so excited for football, I'm going to watch every second of it. Absolutely. And I can't imagine Bowling Green having remotely the same talent as Tennessee. Uh, You know, Tennessee, I don't think, is in a great spot right now, but they're still going to be talented. They're always talented. So I think they're going to go on on pretty much talent alone at this point in this ballgame and for most of the season. And they should win this ballgame by a couple touchdowns. You would certainly think so. Now, I remember a few years back, you know, Bowling Green came here, uh, only lost by a point. That's when Dave Clawson was still the head coach there. But those days are gone. I will definitely take the Vols to win that one. Let's sort of let's just sort of go through these games, the ones that we think we're going to agree on. Uh, I think we'll both take Kentucky to beat Louisiana Monroe. Fair, yes, okay. I, I, Louisiana Monroe, to my knowledge, may not have released their roster yet. Don't know for sure. Uh, we'll both take Missouri <laughs> to beat Central Michigan. Correct. Yep. Auburn to beat Akron? Yes. I'm a big Zips fan, but it's not going to happen this year. this year, no. South Carolina will beat Eastern Illinois, one of the few games I'm willing to just concede to the Gamecocks. Yeah. We'll go Uh, with that. Florida against Florida Atlantic. I'll take the Gators there. Big. Uh, Texas A&M will host Kent State. We'll both have the Aggies. Yep. Nick Saban is not walking through that door. Is he from around Kent State? He went to Kent State. He's a Kent State alum. That's Uh, what I'm saying. He's not walking through the door. Yeah, I know. Vanderbilt, one of the few times again this year, but they should be able to handle East Tennessee State. They should. All right. And Arkansas, I think they'll, 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 they'll cook rice pretty easily. Nice. There you go. Yeah, well, I think we agree on all those. I, all right. I'm not going to fight on any of that. All right. And this will be a week. Obviously, we won't know the uh, the final results until Monday. There is a game there. Alabama and Miami in uh, in Atlanta, 2.30 kickoff there. We're obviously both going to take the tide. I guess my question is, can, can Miami and our good friend Manny Diaz make this interesting for a while? What's the spread on this game? What a fantastic question. I want to say Alabama – is a uh, seventeen point favorite around that uh, around that mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna you you if you could just vamp for me for a second. You know I I was gonna say that this would be a, a respectable ball game until the guy from Miami came out with that terrible oh, video yeah. yesterday. Yeah. When that happened, Nick Saban just slapped that up on the uh, projector screen in front <laughs> of his guys. You see this? They don't think that we can beat them. Yeah, Alabama is eighteen and a half point favorite in this game. I, I it's going to be big. It's, this is going to be a four touchdown ball game. I think. Oh wow! Okay. Um, they just announced Bryce Young as quarterback. Correct. That is correct. Okay. Yes. Um, they're set. They're ready to roll. I think this defense is going to be Bama's best defense in a while. Mm-hmm. The offense is what it is. They've lost a lot of receivers the past couple of years, but this is a team that I've never seen a program just completely regenerate the way that they do. Yeah. It's like getting a limb cut off and it growing right back. They are, for real, reload, not rebuild. Yeah, so I, I'm taking Bama big in this. I think they're going to make a statement in this ball game. I, I've never been a huge Miami fan. 
Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I think Bama's going to win this game. I love the old school U, but, yeah, there's no chance in this one for them. Uh, yeah. Alabama. The game of the weekend, obviously, is in Charlotte. Woo! North Carolina. And that's number three Clemson versus number five Georgia. As you know, if you've been listening to this show or Sports Talk Mississippi, the Georgia Bulldogs are my team to win the national title this year. So it's obvious that I'll be taking Georgia to win this game. But even if they lose, they could still make it to playoff. The Clemson will still make the playoff even with a loss here. This is as good an opening weekend game as we've had in quite a while. I'm very excited to watch, but I'm taking Georgia to win. Yeah, I am too. I think it's going to be a really good ball game. I just think there's too many things right right now for Clemson to work out. They're going to have some kinks in game one. I mean, you think about it, they've had the same guy at quarterback for the last several years, and before that they had an experienced quarterback. I think they're going to have some things to work through. Uh, this is still going to be a, a really good team this year, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're a national championship caliber team right now. I do think Georgia is, and they're going to be ready in this ball game. I think Georgia wins. I think it's going to be close. Georgia, a three-point underdog in this game, if you're wanting to bet this one. Uh, UCLA hosts number 16 LSU. This is a very interesting ball game because UCLA looked pretty good last week. Um, LSU has a lot of talent. I don't really know what to expect out of them, though. Uh, the defense was so bad last year, and they have a new coordinator. He's never really coached. That He's never called plays before. I don't know what to expect out of them. I, I feel like we're overvaluing them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Man, this is tough. Uh I'm going to go LSU. I feel like I need to take LSU here, to be totally honest with you. I I, I won't be surprised if UCLA finds a way. If UCLA had any home field advantage, if I knew that there were going to be 100,000 UCLA fans in there, but in reality, there's probably going to be closer to like 25,000, 30,000 LSU fans in there. They're coming to that stadium. So I I feel like LSU will be just more talented and they'll find a way to win uh, and get that one going. Well, let's find I out. Feel almost sor- I feel almost certain there's going to be more LSU fans there. than. Did you see the crowd from this past weekend? With L- with yeah, it was awful. It was like 10,000 people. All right. And, and the Pac-12 has been so bad. I just I, yeah. I think the SEC is just, just far superior to the Pac-12 right now. Final chance for some dissent. Otherwise, we will go into week two tied up. But Ole Miss versus Louisville, that game being played in uh, Atlanta on Monday night, uh, 7 p.m. kickoff. Uh a couple, you know, the last time I saw Louisville, I didn't watch any of their games last year. They were kicking MSU up and down the field, and I thought, man, Satterfield with this program, that's going to be a good fit. And then last year, they took a big step back. Obviously, we know about Ole Miss. Offensively, they should be great. Defensively, they've got a lot of question marks. What do you see happening here in Atlanta? I just don't think Louisville is going to be able to stop Ole Miss. I think they're going to score 50 points. Yeah. That's just, that's just how I see it right now. Uh, I think they'll be able to score with Ole Miss, but I don't think – the key to beating Ole Miss this year, and, you know, there's going to be teams that, that can do it because their defense will be good enough, you got to get them off the field a few times. You're going to be able to score on them. You're going to be able to move, move the ball. But if you're going to get, in, uh, you know, a shooting matchup with them, you got to be able to get some stops. I don't know if Louisville is going to be able to get very many stops in this ball game. So, I, I think Ole Miss wins. I think they cover. And I think it's – I just don't think Louisville has much of a shot in this game. One thing I, I would say is if you're an Ole Miss fan, you know, obviously, you, you know, you think – I agree with you. I think that they're going to uh, 
to to win this game and 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 maybe win pretty relatively easily. But what do they look like in this game? I mean, if they win fifty to thirty-five, do they feel good about themselves at all? I think not. I think they're worried about you know the weeks to come. So we'll see what happens. I will take the Rebels as well. So you and I will be in perfect lockstep here. Nobody's getting a, a win in week one uh, over the. I, I don't think that I don't think that Ole Miss is going to be worried about the weeks ahead at all. I think if they see fifty points, they're going to be celebrating like they just won the national championship. I, I would say that if they if they give up thirty five plus in this game. There's concern. There's reason for concern. Their fans. They gave up like they gave up thirty to forty points to South Carolina last year, and all they talked about was how they scored sixty-five. I, I get what you're saying, but I think their fans are ready to see the defense be a little bit better. I think they finally have reached that point. We'll see. We'll see if you're right. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. All right, tomorrow's show. You know what it is? It's the rumbling. So get your questions in uh, as soon as you can, and uh, we, Robbie, and I will be happy to answer them. Uh, then we'll also, uh, you know, I guess on Thursday show, we'll sort of finally cover what Mike Leach had to say. Uh, we'll look ahead a little bit to Louisiana Tech. And then obviously the first three P's of the season on Friday's show. Looking forward to that very, very much. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Jo- uh, sorry, I almost did it again. Oh. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.